0: You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach,
1: Mike Marks. All right, Mike. Uh, you look like you're ready to go, man. You're ready to play, right? All so set, now, baby. Ready yeah, to right? go. What do they say? What time does the 9 o'clock meeting start? Yeah, 8.50, right? <laughs> 850. okay. All right, so no fines here. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about these games. Let's go back. Wait, man, it just feels like that was so long ago. The Thursday night game, that was the Giants- and Washington. And that thing went back and forth for quite a long time. And, you know, and I like Heineke. I like Heineke. And and it looked like I I, I couldn't like him for a while because I thought he screwed the game up. But then he didn't. And the Giants gave it back to him. And they ended up walking out of there with the win.
2: Heineke looks like a quarterback. You know, he carries himself. He He's, he just doesn't ever yeah. look flustered. He, he makes the difficult throws. He looks to me like he's been playing for four or five years in the league, and that's, in his situation, that's pretty remarkable. I think he's he's a real solid player. Who knows how good he can be? But he made some difficult throws. Um, disappointed again, although Daniel Jones played much better. When yeah. it comes, when push comes to shove, he's still going to, you know, on that big down or that big play where he's got to have, he's going to miss it. And he's he missed two
1: or three of them again. What what is it with him, Mike? I mean, he's got the size, and boy, he can run now. He's he's proven that even after tripping last year on the way to a touchdown, he 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 did it. He he, uh, he proved he can run down the field. Well, and that, go all that's the
2: way. A, that's his saving grace too, because it's yeah. not as a passer. He's just to he has a big arm. He's got that speed. He's an athlete, smart kid. He just uh, he just will miss at the most inopportune times. Big plays, just miss him, and and you can't you know, those are hard to get. You got to make those plays. And too often, too many times he'll miss those plays. Yeah. Is he trying to do too much? I just don't think he's skilled enough, Ron, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think he's, I don't think he has that kind of touch, that fine touch. uh, You either have her, you know, Herbert, for instance, San Diego, you know, he could put a football on on a Lincoln Penny's eyeball at 50 yards, (laughs) you know, and, this kid just can't. He doesn't have that kind of skill. He just likes that type of skill. I think. Yeah. Well, I you know, Heineke has that though. By the he, way, he does have it. Yeah. Heineke is a smooth athlete. He can put it where he wants to, and he doesn't have the big arm. Court. Of course, he can't run like that, but he gets the ball out very, very quick. You know, which is very surprising for a young player like that. He's real quick with it.
1: Yeah. So uh, Washington wins that by one. A big win for Ron Rivera after dropping the opening day game. To the Chargers. We talked about that game. So that, that was uh, that was a big win for them. And now let's talk about the, the Monday night game. Now, the Green Bay taking on Detroit, a good old NFC North matchup. I almost said NFC Central because that's what it was when I was playing. But uh, now now Aaron Rodgers had to get off the schneid. And I think he did. That was a big win for Green Bay. He did, but as
2: they started that game, they started just like they did the week before against New Orleans. They came out and they tried to establish a running game. They sure did. And it just was ugly. And I thought, oh, Lord, they, they might lo- they they lose keep doing this. They're going to lose this game. And the second half, they just let him play. And I think that's his point. You know, they got to get him involved and let him come out and, and throw the ball around and, you know, then work in that running game. It just becomes that much more effective. But you can't come out and pound, pound, pound with Aaron Rodgers you know, you got to come back and, and just and make them cover the whole field and let him play. And he made some throws again
1: that are Roger-esque. You know, they're just sure did unbelievable throws. Yeah. So I look at Green Bay's defense, and I, I'm seeing a lot of, lot of holes. Primarily, I, I don't see a pass rush. And it hasn't helped that Zadarius Smith, the linebacker, right. uh, has gone on IR. He's gone for the year with a bad back. And so now Joe Barry is the new defensive coordinator taking over for uh, Mike Pettin. And the question I have is, is this defense going to be able to hold up this season? The corner King continues to, he's got some, some major technique issues that that need to be addressed, either addressed or
2: replaced. You know, Ron, there's confusion back there too they had several blown coverages and and that's inexcusable for this point in the season to just completely leave a receiver free you know and there's no pass rush they're not real solid against a run you know they're yeah. going to have to amp up their offense they're going to come out smoking because it's going to be a, a score-a-thon for them if they're going to win games now, that's right not very yeah. good. they're they're awful on defense to be honest they with they,
1: they, they, they are they are yeah. Mike and I, I don't yeah. like and I don't want to pound anyone I'm not pounding king I'm just looking at his technique objectively from a guy who played in the league. And I understand the importance of your technique because when you're on that corner, you have nothing else, but your technique. You may have a pass rush. But Ron, here's what's going to happen. If, if they're smart, I think, and this is what we used to do. we come out
2: against teams and, and get points on the board right away. And they're mm-hmm. capable of doing that. And then you make your opponent one-dimensional, so now King and that backhand, all the pressure's on them. There's no pass rush, and people are going to try and play catch up, and and that's what you know. That's that's where you get the defense for instance. and and so now on on their defense, they're just going to see people throwing the hell out of the ball because
1: they're going to be catching up. Yeah, and Detroit defensively, yeah, they've got some issues in the secondary. Jeff Akuda, their their top corner, top DB, he he's out, and they they played a third string kid last night. They played a couple rookies along with that. So they're they're trying to find their way. But you can see the team coming out and trying to be tough. I think that's some of that Dan Campbell that you talked about the them I think Ron, the biggest thing, you no know, Danny, and just kind of talked him a little bit after the game, um
2: they they just compete so well. That's who he is. He he won't let them not compete at a high level. And no matter what the score, no matter what the situation, they're flying around trying to make plays and uh, I think they're well schooled in what they're doing. I think they're well coached in all the phases. They just need to get better. They're not real talented, but you know, as well as I do in that league, the most talented team doesn't always win. It's it right. uh, has a lot to do with competing. Mike, you talked to Dan Campbell after that game last night? No, I'm sorry. After last week, after the game, and okay, just you know, we just uh, just sent we exchanged texts. I, I should did talked and we exchanged some text messages.
1: Hey, that's, that's nice. Uh, talk to a head coach right after the game, but yeah, I should know that about you. You're, you're that guy. So anyways, uh, well, I was, was trying to encourage him. I just, <laughs> I just love the way they're competing.
2: I said, said, you know, you're doing everything right. Uh, um, right. it's just all about attitude in that organization. He's got to flip the attitude and that's the only thing that's a first step in getting
1: that thing turned around is change that culture and the attitude. That's right. That's right. Well, Hey, uh, it's, it's no accident that the coaches all uh, call Mike Marks when they've got a question about something. So, and I got him right here in my podcast. That's right. <laughs> Run again, folks. Hey, Let's, <laughs> uh, Dallas and the chargers, the LA chargers. Hmm, man. I saw Jerry Heart Jones break. up in that box there and, and, and it looked like uh, the chargers were going to do it. And Herbert was in control. Like you said, he is. And I thought he played pretty well. Some weird calls going against the Chargers.
2: Two uh, weeks in a row,
1: Ron. Yeah, two weeks in a row, they've had some horrendous calls. Yeah, what was it? A, a, a uh, an intentional grounding that they called. Intentional grounding,
2: yes. And and well, uh, oh, they call it a
1: sack. Was, they said he was sacked. They
2: call it a sack, yes. yes. And then the other one was, they completed a forty-yard ball down the field and sc- to put him in scoring position, and <clears> and they they called a, an offensive lineman downfield. He, He was blocking and slipped off and took a step. Oh, that was weak. That was, was it was just so bad. And even the guys in the booth said that's pretty hard to call, but yeah, um, there's something going on because two weeks in a row now they've had some horrendous officiating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the penalties, uh, whether they're good ones, bad ones, uh, right or wrong, they, they added up a little bit on them and uh, you got to give Dallas credit for one thing. They, 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 got in an old monkey off their back called not being able to score in the opening drive. They got their first opening drive touchdown in 21 straight games. So that's a step in the right direction. I think for this team, along with the win. The other thing, Ron
2: is they, they won differently. Uh, they didn't try and get into scoring race. They came out and ran the ball effectively and they right. were patient with it. And it took the heat off a of Dak, and they were able to function in a, you know, a more of a calm atmosphere, so he's not running for his life. And I think they're a pretty decent offensive line, but they're not a great line. But that running back will make them better if they'll just feed him a little bit. Both backs, both backs played very well.
1: Yeah, Pollard. Uh, Pollard had a big day. Uh, the Chargers doing it by committee. You know, you see Eckler in there. He's he's pounding along. Uh, you know, they they they've got a, a nice little group of backs there. I love to watch
2: Eckler run. He just yeah. Things are closed
1: up, and somehow he gets sideways and just squeezes through there and pops out. You know? Right. Now, if he can yeah. just stay healthy for a yeah. year. So explain this one, Mike, because there seems to be some confusion, and we'll move on to our next game. Uh, Herbert threw an interception, and everybody wanted to pound on him. But what exactly happened? Because the, the announcers weren't clear at explaining. They put it all on Herbert.
2: Receiver fell down. Receiver fell down in the end zone. He he was going to he went to come across. He stuck his foot in the ground, slipped, and the DB stepped in front and made the pick. It's that mm-hmm. simple? And he didn't he didn't throw interceptions. I mean, he's he didn't make bad decisions or bad throws. He doesn't do that. You know, he just doesn't. Um, his interceptions were somebody slipping and falling, or you know, one of those kinds of things. So um, you know, they they just didn't see what had actually happened.
1: Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next game: the Rams and the Colts. Boy, the, the Colts have some major red zone issues. The Rams come away with the victory, uh, but I, I, again, I, I think it's uh, it, it's mainly because of the Colts' ineptness in the red zone. Two trips down there, I think they added it up. It was four straight goal line plays, you know, goal to goal plays where they 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 misfired and couldn't get in.
2: They were better this week, though, Ron, than they were against Seattle, for sure. Stafford still hit a couple deep balls on them. So they've got some things to resolve on the back end, but they played much better. Wentz is playing good. Hopefully he'll be healthy this week. You know, that that near the foot, whatever. I guess it was a foot, but um, Mm -hmm. he's playing well. He's playing good enough for them to win. Like you said, they've got to share some things up in the red zone. They will, but that's still a really good team now that they're playing. So. And they almost – they had an opportunity to come back and beat him and didn't get it done, but uh, they played at a high level. They
1: played good enough to beat him. Yeah, w- Wentz now, he, he tweaks the other foot, and, and there, that's Aaron Donald, though. I mean, that's the yeah. uh, – Why well, you got to have an impact guy that makes impact plays. Like, they're never trying to hurt anyone, don't get me wrong. But that was a huge play because now you're, you're telling me your starting quarterback can't come back on the field – for the last drive of the game, that that's significant. Yeah,
2: very significant, no question.
1: Yeah, and Stafford, Matthew Stafford. Well, he he makes some nice throws. He had a little sidearm shot there, Mike, where he he couldn't come over the top because of you know people in his vision, and and he shot it down the field and put it right on the money. Very accurate guy.
2: You know, it's amazing how good quarterbacks look when they have great protection. They get some <laughs> outstanding receivers running around down there. You know, and yeah, he. he yeah, you know, like I told you before, when he's said Detroit, they should have given him the red badge of courage, you know, for standing all the stuff that he had to survive. And uh, this is a match made in heaven for for both of them, you know, for Sean McVay and for Matthew Stafford. They're they're really gonna get things kicked off here real well, and I think they're they can be a Super Bowl team. I really do.
1: Colts got to pick it up. They're zero two. Uh, they've uh, they got to get it going there. I think Frank Rack will. He's he's very good in that vein. So. Meanwhile, the Rams uh, 2-0, they got a big one coming to town next week, uh, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so that'll be interesting. Let's move on, Mike, to Seattle and Tennessee. This was the late game, and, man, you, you love Derrick Henry, and then when he does stuff like he did in that game, rushed for 182 yards, three tubs, he just said, listen, this is big boy football. Either you guys are going to tackle me <laughs> or you won't, and, and he, was, he was impactful, definitely.
2: You know how that goes on defense, Ron. The first half you're feeling pretty good about tackling that big bus coming <laughs> through there. And and oh, uh, you went yeah. in halftime and you put ice on the bruises that you got from it. You got the second half and <laughs> yeah. he just says, No, nah, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, he just uh, he got rolling pretty good. He's a yeah. tough guy to bring down. He sees things, and the other thing about it, he's got more speed than you think he has. You know, he broke out of there for
1: sixty and they couldn't catch him. No, oh, no, he is. He's a lot faster than people think he and remember. This dude is rolling around 247, 6'2", 247. So he's as big as as any big back, power back that's ever played the game. And I I think a couple of times those those, uh, Seattle uh, defenders, especially in the secondary, they got down there near him where he was almost – to the goal line, and they, they were giving it that effort to make it look good on field, but they really didn't we want to call, You always
2: call that right taking calling? that bad angle.
1: <laughs> they take that bad angle ah, and make it look like I couldn't I ah, get it. Bad ah, angle. Angle. And, then, and then what you always love, the clap. Ah, yeah, oh, I'll get it yeah. next time. Coach, the yeah. the okay.
2: <laughs> my bad.
1: Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. the yeah, worst see- comment in football. Uh, my bad.
1: My bad. Oh, boy. So I thought Seattle... Because, you know, they're at home, and the energy and the noise, okay, and then the big plays, again, people continue to let Lockett uh, get behind them, and they live on the big plays right now. You mentioned that last week. But if you watch the game closely, Tennessee hung in there, hung in there, and they never abandoned the run game. And at the end of the day, uh, the Seahawks were like, damn, these guys aren't going away. And they got a couple plays, and the kid finally made one. And of course, they, they threw the ball fairly well against Seattle too now. So, yeah. But
2: uh, I think the, the thought there to keep Russell Wilson off the, off the field primarily during the game, you know, they rushed for whatever it was 35 times with him. So, um, and then they started gaining first downs with it, not having to throw the ball on third down and kept him off the field. Like you said, I, I, I think Seattle's a lot like they were last year. I think they're relying on Russell Wilson and that ability to throw the deep ball to win these games. I don't think they're anything but an average team on defense at best. I still, they can't run the football. They're questionable in the offensive line. I don't think they're going to go very far. I think it's going to catch up with them here in a couple of weeks.
1: I think you're right. No, I I agree. Uh, They win it by three in overtime at home. And, you know, that's, that's a lot of work now to, uh, to, to, to get a victory, but, so, Or to lose a game, I guess, if you're Seattle. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to watch. I'm going to look at Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee as my sleeper team. I, I just think uh, with what they got on the perimeter now with uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, I've liked him. And this tight end, this Mecole Pruitt, they seem to have weapons. And I well, think do. Tannehill fits, fits pretty good in this. He's protected. I know. I get that. But, hey, yeah. he, he's running the offense. He's using everyone.
2: I felt like AJ Brown did not play very well in that game. He had some drops, and I, I really felt like he didn't show up when he could have. And that yeah, would really help have a
1: couple him. Of but, drops. Yeah. But those
2: two receivers are big guys that can go, and that's you know that's like you said, that's a well balanced offense.
1: and the coach is good. The coach is solid. He's going to make you beat him, and he's going to play football. That's Mike Brabel. and uh, that that goes a long way coming out of that uh, Patriot. No question, Patriot school. All right, moving on here. We're just picking kind of the games that we thought were significant moving down the line here. Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Oh, Brady, uh, nine touchdown passes on the season. That leads the NFL. He's kind of being Brady and Matt Ryan with three interceptions. You can't turn it over that many times and expect to win.
2: You don't beat anybody with three uh, turnovers. It's just I don't care how good you are. You just can't overcome that. And, you know, set them up, you know, in short with a short field to go and, he throws those touchdowns and whatnot, and I, I think I'm a little concerned about the defense of Tampa Bay. They just, their first two outings, um, they have, they really have not played particularly very well. Uh, they've given up some plays that they shouldn't give up, and they
1: should be better than what they are. Yeah, that, that's true. For a while there, it was close. Uh, looked like. Uh... Looked like Atlanta was going to be able to do something. They got pressure on Brady. I saw Brady hold the ball, Mike. And I i was just looking as hard as I could with, with TV copy. You can't see everything. Why was he holding the ball so much?
2: Okay. So, you know, what's happened is they've clamped somebody down in his read. And uh he had not want to make that throw. You know, they've. Whoever it was in coverage, he either dropped somebody in and taking him away. And he's trying to get to the other guy. And they've, they've just, the coverage is going to be a coverage sack. If he can't get it out on time, he's going to, he's going to have a hard time. He just can't move like he used to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I saw something I hadn't seen in a long time. He got hit and fumbled the ball and uh, Atlanta recovered it. But, and I, I think that was mainly because he was, he was holding it. He didn't see the pressure from the backside, but. You don't see that very often. No, you don't. I I would think that throughout the year, he's going to get
2: pressured quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the A.J. Terrell kid for Atlanta in the secondary, I thought played pretty well. He made a couple plays there. Uh, But Atlanta, we've talked about this. They're a team kind of, which way are they going? I mean, they've got an aging quarterback. Uh, Money-wise, they seem like they're kind of, just in the middle of the road, salary cap wise, they, they, they don't seem to have any huge impact players right now. It just, it, it feels like a question mark.
2: Yeah, they, the coverage bear down there really, there's just not a lot of weapons on offense and it's like, they're waiting for him to write it out and move on. You know? Exactly. It's, yeah. It, it's uh, yeah. they're They're just not in position to be a factor. I don't think.
1: And the one uh, that I, I kept a close eye on because I wanted to see if Justin Fields would come in the game, and he did come in the game. Uh, Chicago and Cincinnati, Cincinnati with a big win last week at home, so now they're they're on the road taking on the Bears. And uh, Andy Dalton gets hurt early, and, and Justin Fields comes in. Well, I'll tell you, Andy Dalton's played well. He's he has not done anything to hurt him. He's made really
2: good throws and good throws under duress. He's made good decisions. Um, offensively, they're, uh, it's, like, it's like somebody's putting their toe in the water to see if it's how cold the water is instead of just jumping in. They're just kind of right. doing a little <laughs> this and a little that. They don't know what they want to be on offense yet. So I don't make who the quarterback is. The fields goes in and shows why they haven't started him. I mean, he, he was not remarkable in any way, shape, or form turned the ball over, ran, had some nice runs and whatnot. But he's a long way away from trotting him out of the tunnel
1: as the starter. I think that's uh, probably at the end Mm. of the year, maybe. Mm. Okay, something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Joe Burrow threw four interceptions. Were they all his fault? Yeah, I think
2: he had some hurried throws, and I think they confused him a little bit. But uh, they're still not protecting him, Ron. You
0: You know, he's still trying
2: to get – you know, you start – when you don't have, when you're not protected, go back to Stafford when he's at Detroit. When you're not protected, you try to make throws you shouldn't make because you're just trying to do something to win the game, and that's what's happened with him. And if if they're not careful, he's going to develop some really bad habits, and I think that's what happened. He he missed some throws,
1: and he's trying to get it out of there, and um, he just he did not play well at all. Mike, the 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 locals there in Cincinnati, they were on the team's head uh, in the draft because they. They picked up a really good player and a guy, obviously, Joe Barrow knew in uh, Jamar Chase. But the scream was for offensive line, offensive line, protection, protection. Are you surprised that they didn't go that way first? Nothing surprised me about Cincinnati, but um, uh, I would
2: if if there was a alignment of stature at that point that was available, I'd have taken him. Yes, particularly a tackle. You can't. It just for what's happening, you know, you got hurt last year because you didn't have protection and he yeah. ignored in the draft to get a receiver, you know, yeah. receivers come. I mean, every year there's a plethora of receivers to draft, <laughs> but it's very difficult to find, you know, offensive tackles good ones that'll last a,
1: a career. Mike, that's a great point. And I've always said that to a lot of people's surprise about defensive backs. You, you want to go out and get a corner first round, go ahead. I, I wouldn't. Personally, I'm going to spend my money first on a pass rush. No question. Defensively speaking, now, that's, that's where I'm going to go because I can find a cornerback. I, swear, I can find one anywhere just about, and I can, if I got to convert a receiver who's a really good athlete, I, I'll do that. But I just wouldn't spend that kind of money on, on a guy who wasn't a rusher, who, who couldn't impact the game immediately. Uh, like, like a defensive lineman or a good edge rusher can do. You know, ryan, it, it, it
2: goes back to when you build your team, you build it inside out, inside out on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And there's a million perimeter players. There just, there's a lot of them with speed. There just is. And you know, like you said, you can find them, but it is so hard to find a pass rusher. It, how many great pass rushers in college come to the NFL and don't do anything? You know, that you can, there's a million of those guys, right? Right. So, right. You, you know, to find a, an offensive tackle that'll, that'll play, you know, a career there for you and, and do well or an edge rusher that's productive, is, they're really difficult to find.
1: Yep, that's right. So the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I thought they were going to do pretty well against the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders went back to – that was a big game, I think. That was a statement game for the Raiders to come off an emotional win at home. Everyone's telling you how great you are. And then you go back there, you know, heated rivalry game and win it. That that was impressive to me. Well, two things have happened for the Raiders. I think they've offensively exploded, let
2: Carr uh, throw the ball down the field. You know, we talked about that last year, right? And uh, he's making some of these throws down the field against pressure and just dropping a dime on them. And the other aspect of it, is they've been so bad in the back end on defense and they've resolved that. Mm-hmm. They're so much better now and up front. They're really good on defense in up front run. They're putting pressure and stuff the run. Uh, They're real impressive on defense right now. Last year, you know, they just uh, they
1: would fold, particularly in the back end. Well, Baltimore, uh, they came back. Nice, uh, nice job there by Lamar, you know, after last week's debacle there out in Vegas. So he came back and, and took care of business. Arizona. Oh, they win it by one. Minnesota, ooh, Minnesota off to a rough start.
2: Well, Murray, uh, well, yeah, and Minnesota really is a good team. They've, both these games, they basically could have and should have won it. But, you know, when you watch Murray on tape, it just takes your breath away. He's just, yeah. he is so fast, and he makes these difficult throws on the move better than anybody in the league. And going back to Lamar in that game, the thing that was impressive to me with Baltimore, what they've done with him is they've created this more or less college offense for him. The passing game, everything, the running game. It's not an NFL running game. It's not an NFL passing game. It's specifically designed around his abilities and and get him free to run up inside and read things and then uh, basically some more or less simple throws. Uh, And it's really unique in its design.
1: And I think it's a it's uh, they've done a great job with that. So speaking of run it again, Mike, uh, Carolina Panthers, they ran it again. Another uh, another big win there. Twenty six seven over uh, the Saints there. Uh, Cleveland 31-21 over Houston. So the Brownies got their victory there. That's uh, that's big for them. It's good. To, good to get an early win. Yeah, they need to get a win uh, you know, after that
2: opener. They've uh, they're really a good team. They're solid everywhere. They really are.
1: Yeah. How good is Tampa Bay, Mike? How, how, how good are they? Can they repeat? Or it'll is it be too hard, early for that? It'll
2: be hard for them to repeat. Um, the guy keep the quarterback standing, that's number one. Yeah. And that's kind of a given that he's not going to get hurt. And that each year that goes by at his age, it's just uh, there's more of a chance of that happening. I think defensively, they've got to play better if they're going to do that because they did not. These first two games, they haven't been
1: very uh, – uh, they just have not looked very good. You're listening to Run It Again, Ron Pitts, Mike Martz Here we're breaking down the NFL and looking forward to Week Three. Before we get to Week Three, let's let's talk about this uh, this touchy subject here, Mike. This is the injuries that are out there, uh, especially quarterbacks. This past weekend, we mentioned Carson Wentz went down. Now he's already battling uh, recovering from a broken foot he sustained in training camp, and now he twists the other ankle, so he's got two bad feet, which is not ideal for your quarterback. Andy Dalton goes out. The good news is it's not a – there's no tears in the knee, uh, uh, ligament-wise. They're calling it a sprain right now. Uh, Tunga Biola, he's he's got the ribs, uh, and he went out of that one in Buffalo or down in Miami early. Buffalo came down there and smacked him. Tyrod Taylor, he's got a hamstring. (laughs) To no surprise, the Texans will not uh, uh, make a change at quarterback there. You you know, you're not – you're not going to see anyone else in that position there. So uh, TJ Watt has got a growing, and Jarvis Landry with a knee, but let's talk about the quarterback injuries and how significant they are.
2: You know, the more you throw the football, the more you expose that quarterback, these things are going to happen. You know, there's more attempts this year, probably than any year in the league. Uh, That's what's become uh, almost a seven on seven league. And I think, the more passes you throw, especially guys that move around, the more apt you are to, you know, take those injuries. Wentz is a guy that's going to hang onto the ball and try to make something happen, and when you do that as a quarterback, there's a risk involved. And you know, look at Brady; he survived because he doesn't do that. You know, he'll throw it away or he just take the sack. And there's a lesson there for all those guys. It's it's a lesson that Jared Goff could learn. You know, just mm-hmm. take take the sack or throw it away
1: and and line up to play another down. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was referring to Deshaun Watson as a second quarterback uh, down in, 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 uh, in Houston there, but they will not be putting him in the game. He's been inactive, and, of course, he's going through the, the, the civil uh, legal situation that's uh, been been going on for quite a while down there, and, and it's, it's throwing a lot of question marks uh, around the league and, and, and around the team as to what they're going to do moving forward with him.
2: But it's unfortunate that the league just hasn't come out. And, uh, you know, when you have these situations, uh, you gonna let the due process, you know, happen or you let the guy play or, or not. You just right. put in in limbo. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, if you're going to suspend him, then that's suspend him and keep him out of the league until things get resolved. I, I understand that or, or let him
1: play. But I just don't understand what's going down there. Nothing's clear at all. No, it's not. And this isn't a criminal suit. Uh, this is a, not a criminal matter. This is a civil matter. But nonetheless, uh, the Texans are are taking a hard line stance on it. And that stance is is keeping Watson off of the field. So we'll have to stay close to that one and see what happens. So moving forward here, Mike, let's look at these games coming up. The Panthers. Okay, 2-0 and Panthers taking on the Texans 1-1 and uh, with uh, a nicked-up quarterback. Uh, what do you think of this one? This is coming up Thursday. Well, the
2: Carolina will win that game. They don't have a quarterback. Texas don't have a quarterback. Yeah. You can't. You're not going to come back with a pulled hamstring or torn hamstring in one week. That's a six week injury at best. So I don't know what they're going to do for quarterback down there. But it won't be. It won't be Taylor. I mean, it's not going to be him.
1: Colts at zero and two. They need to get off to schneid here. Get a win going to uh, Tennessee taking on uh, the, the Titans, they'll have to deal with with Derrick Henry and a pretty good offense and defense. The Chargers will go to Kansas City, Kansas City smarting a little bit after that loss to Baltimore, and uh, Mahomes not happy with with throwing a pick. It, it wasn't his best choice, and you know, can't pound the guy too much, and he's, he's beating up on himself quite a bit in the media, but that, that's going to be a, a good quarterback matchup there.
2: Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun to watch. You know, I think the are two, two teams that can absolutely throw it. Uh, obviously, both teams can run the ball well, too. So um, I think defensively, the Chargers are better than Casey at this point. I'd love to see the Chargers
1: go in there and win. Of course, I'm a big Charger fan anyway. So, <laughs> The Bengals, one and one. The Steelers, one and one. Steelers. Man, I can't figure the Steelers out sometimes. I, I thought I would have put my money that. The Steelers coming off an opening day win, we're going to catch the Raiders right, catch the Raiders back there, a little overconfident, but that's not what happened. And so now the Steelers are thinking, okay, well, we got a division uh, opponent coming in here. We, we got to take care of business.
2: I think the answer to that, Ron, is I think the Raiders are really good. Mm-hmm. I think they're way better than anybody realized they would be. and They're just really good. Um, I do think that, uh, Cincinnati got to get off the mark now and do something. Uh, I don't think uh, they they're going to get by uh, Pittsburgh. The defense Pittsburgh's defense is just too much for that offensive line down Seattle in uh, Cincinnati. Yeah,
1: and TJ Watt a little nicked up. So that that uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. You know, he signed a big contract. It wasn't involved in in, in training camp or not, most of it wasn't involved in. So that uh, that that's significant for them. We'll have to see how that plays out defensively. The Browns will see the, the Bears there at home. Uh, let's jump down the schedule here. The Saints going into New England, the battle of two one-and-one teams. How do you like this one?
2: Well, I think New England has gotten better every week. When you look at that quarterback, this is how you develop a rookie, what they're going through. They give them good throws to make. They they're very specific on how they're handling this thing. And they're they're probably very average mm-hmm. in terms of personnel, but I think they win this game. I, the Saints have got some problems right now. I don't know what's going on down there, but uh, Jameis is going to have to eat off the spot here and make some plays for them. Otherwise, it's going to be a long year. Mm-hmm.
1: Cardinals uh, 2-0. Somehow the Cardinals 2-0 and and exciting. Kyler Murray, it's fun to watch this guy. They're going to go take on the, the 0-2 Jaguars. So is uh, is Urban Meyer finding out what NFL life is, is really like?
2: Yeah, this is going to be a shocker for him when he lines up and he sees his blur in <laughs> a jersey over there running around and throwing BBs down the field. You know, this is he is probably the, the most fun player to watch so far this year. I just I can't get enough of watching him play. He's really entertaining. He is something else.
1: Yes. Yeah, so wh- what is he thinking right about now? I'm talking about Urban Meyer. You're 0-2. You got the number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence uh, sitting in your, uh, in your quarterback room and 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 things are starting off a little slow. I'm not saying I'm not suggesting panic button any of that stuff. This man's won a lot of championships at the college level. What's he thinking right now though? I think he's probably gonna look at his contract for an escape clause. <laughs> um,
2: no, I think I think he's uh, I don't think that he's I know he's concerned about it, but he knows the issue with the quarterback. they they he is gonna be there white horse. So they've got to do something to get him going good. You know, they've got to do what New England does. They've got to give him stuff positive throws and they've got to manage him better in the game. You know, they can't just throw him out there and tell him to go win it, you know, like so many of them do. And that's kind of what they've done with the kid. They've he's trying to bomb the thing down the field, you know, and do all that stuff. He's not like he did at Clemson. Like, kind of like, okay, he's not ready for that. He thinks he's ready. The kid thinks he's ready. He's not ready for that. You got to learn the game first. You know, you've got to learn how to – all the defensive things you got to see and manipulate and use your eyes. You, the things that you have to learn to do, you can't just put them
1: in there and say bombs away. You can get picked, and that's what's happened with them. Is that the number one problem for, for quarterbacks coming in? I, I know we're going off on a little tangent here. But is that the, the biggest problem for them coming in is knowing that you can't win the game here the same way you won it in college?
2: I think that's a part, A lot of it. There's a lot of. There's a lot of things that come into it. But I think the number one thing is the speed of the game will shock them. The speed mm. of the pass rush. The speed of the receivers. The timing of, of their throws is so different. I don't care who they had in in college. And then the other thing is just the preparation as a rookie everybody's different now, you know, and some of them, that's why I've always said it's so important as a rookie quarterback and where you come into the league because they'll teach a defense, they'll teach you how to be a quarterback, and then there's other guys that just give you the plays and tell you you will play, and, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of that going on.
1: Yeah, another thing is the defenses they saw in preseason, and I know there were only three games, are nothing like what they're seeing right now, and this isn't even like what they're going to see in the later half, the latter half of, of the season
2: right and they'll they'll um, fool him you know they'll but the thing i don't like is it's mom's away with this guy you know everything is way down the field and he's not ready for that he he's not good enough to do that yet he's mm-hmm. got to manage the game better to give him things to get going before you ask him to do those things
1: yeah all right moving forward uh, washington going to buffalo that that could be interesting both teams coming Coming off a victory, going in one and one. Uh, the, tell me about the kid uh, Wilson at the Jets. Now, I you know he he went through that growing pain day last week and maybe a little the week before. I, but they're zero two, and right about now he he's laying up at night, looking at those lines in the ceiling, wondering what what do I got to do to fix this. You know, I just don't
2: like the way he plays at all. He just is almost in, he just. He just throws it up. You know, I haven't seen a guy like that. And he was a good player in college. I just don't know that he knows what's going on because he just he just lays it out there. He's made some throws that make you think, do you know what the play is?
1: <laughs> you know, do you, do you
2: know what's going on? Do you know what the coverage is? And he just doesn't know the game yet. He just doesn't. And, I, I mean, you can see him when he plays. He doesn't <laughs> know what's going on yet, you know. And he's not given the – maybe he's not prepared as well as he should be. I don't know. but. You, know, you got to be able to check it down and do all those things too. But they're they're getting better. They're better on defense. They're the defense is trying to give them a chance, and they still are, are short weapons uh, on offense. But still, you know, turning the ball over like he did uh, just is a nightmare for anybody.
1: Yeah. So Robert Sala got a little uh, little work to do there, in zero and two Dolphins uh, going out to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Going out, uh, boy. Beat up a little bit. We talked about uh, Tonga Biola with the quarterback uh, injury situation. So not sure how that one's going to play out. Raiders could easily have the upper hand in this one. I think it'll be a whooping. I think the Raiders will just pound them. I don't think
2: yeah. uh, Miami's as good as, Yeah, you know, I look at it and I just watch what's happening when they made some plays and whatnot. But even when two is absolutely healthy, I think the Raiders dominate them.
1: And didn't the Dolphins go out there late in the year last year in the regular season? Fitzpatrick had that game.
2: Yes. Yeah, yes, right, yeah. and they
1: beat them late. So the uh, Raiders should remember that one Yeah. With a little payback. I uh, think
2: defensively the Raiders are really substantial. Yeah. I think they're way better, particularly
1: up front. I keep talking about their their defensive front, but they're really good. Yeah, yeah. Seattle uh, taking a trip back to Minnesota. Minnesota 0-2. Uh, They're going to want to try to grab this one any way they can. I think a big one, we talked about this earlier, the Buccaneers 2-0, taking on the Rams 2-0. That'll be uh, right here in Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, that'll be the game of the month right there. I think that uh, the Rams will give them everything they they can handle. I think the Rams win that game. I really do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Stafford
2: is – I think they'll get the deep ball going. Defensively, (laughs) they got to share this thing up in the back end. They've – their pass defense has not been what it should be. Those two linebackers, are, of course, are really good players, but yeah. and they will absolutely get after Brady and make him move in the pocket or sack.
1: Well, I, I, with the exception of the Super Bowl, the Rams, and and maybe even a little bit then, the Rams have, have been able to hold their own against Brady. They, they've been able to do some things defensively against them. Of course, they didn't get the win in the Super Bowl, but – uh, they did go back there. I believe it was a Monday night game, and they beat the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. So they they know how to game plan against them. They're, 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 their eyes aren't too big. They're not in awe of Brady. And and I think you're right. This could be a very good matchup. Well, I think this
2: McVeigh stafford uh, duo is just going to get better and better as year go, goes on. Yeah. And a couple
1: have a great game again, and they'll, they'll run the ball. They're running the ball very well again, which they need to do. Yep, right. All right, Packer's uh 49ers Packers with a big win of course on Monday there and now uh, going out to take on the 49ers 49ers a quiet two and0 Yeah, the 49ers they're gonna they're gonna have to go into two- minute
2: offense because I don't know that they can and now that they've figured out the only way you're gonna win is to let uh Rogers play you know what I mean like he's played in years past and not yeah. tie him down and, and you know into this we got to run the ball baloney so <laughs> I do think that forty uh, nine ers, it's going to be a score-a-thon. I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Well, Mike, how, how much did you run the ball? Uh, we ran the ball. Um, well, we were we we're never we we're never less than inside the top five in the league every year and running in rushing. In rushing. in running in Russia. Yeah. Now attempts. I don't know what it was in attempts, but we were very productive running the ball. So I've always felt like it's not how many times you run the ball, it's how productive you are running the ball. And then the passing game, the big number in the passing game is how many yards per attempt.
1: Yeah. Per pass attempt. Mm -hmm. And
2: usually it's good when you're
1: up in the sevens,
2: if you can get to eight, that's remarkable. Uh, We were just under 10, which had never been done before.
1: Yeah. That's, that's off the charts there. And, And for people listening now, remember now that's, That's averaging in all of your incomplete passes. So people might say, well, seven yards, that's not much. No, that actually is much, especially when you get to what they call manageable third down situations. If it's third and five to seven, then with that average, you're going to pick up the first down most of the time throwing the ball, aren't you?
2: Yeah. And it's just, it's the um, productivity of every time you throw the football, you know, whether it's complete or not the averaging out, um, I was looking at some of the past defense numbers, and it it works the same way on defense, you know and and I think that uh, some of these teams are, are like at four or five
1: uh, yards per pass attempt defensively, and that, that's just remarkable. yeah, no that that's a good number. And the final game will be Monday next Monday. that's the Eagles the good old Eagles there, and taking on their hated Cowboys, and that one will be in Dallas. Dallas feeling pretty good right about now. Even though they're uh, one-and-one, they're feeling their Cheerios, I can tell. Well, I think they've settled into um, a routine on how they want to play football
2: now. You know, the defense complements the offense and vice versa. Um, They're not putting the defense on the field a lot because they're running the ball effectively. And, and, you know, the time on the clock, they're, they're gobbling some of that up. They're not playing seven-on-seven seven anymore. They've, they really could have and should have beaten Tampa Bay. They have a big one last week, so they've got big momentum going right now. I think this is, this is kind of a must-win for
1: them, but the Eagles have been playing very well, better than I thought they would. All right, Mike, we're going into week three. It's, uh, it's happening, slowly but surely. No pandemic. We're playing. Fans are in the stands. It's loud. Young quarterbacks are getting nervous. I'm getting nervous watching them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just hang on to the ball. Subdish.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> sub Subdish. No, no soap sub dish. Right. No, we saw dish. that with the uh, golf ball golf, just flies yeah. out of the hand. Is, is that a hand thing? Is that, they keep saying, Oh, your hands are too small. Your hands are too small. I, is that real? Yeah, that's
2: real. You oh. know, Jim Zorn has a small hand and we used to call him our nickname for him was soap dish. Cause he had a small hand and that happened actually quite a bit with him. You know, he, he had a number of those, but that's when you have a small hand, it's that happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. He yeah, has small yeah, hand. yeah, someone once in college tried to tell me I had small hands in, until I picked a couple off and then I, that stopped. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who was it, Who was it that told you that? I don't know. Somebody. I don't I just, know. <laughs> I, the only pick I
2: remember is when you picked off, of, <laughs> I guess, the uh, Arizona State Sundown. Oh, uh, man. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Every dog has his, his day, right?
2: Yes, indeed. Oh, By man. By the way, did you get, you didn't happen to get a score in that Fresno State UCLA game, <laughs> did you?
1: <laughs> you know? I didn't. I couldn't I get
2: it on TV. I couldn't uh, get it on the radio. I, 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 was I trying didn't. <laughs> Ronnie, I just. I don't know. I just, uh, I've been waiting all
1: week to hear the score. I bet you, you have. Well, I tell you what. a recap of it. Do I have to call a third,
2: to get the score? I don't know.
1: Listen, I tell you what you go down and meet me on the corner, a third and Western in, in about an hour. And I'll have that score for you. But I'm not there. Just keep waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go bulldog. Oh yeah. I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you're a Fresno state guy. Mike yeah. March, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Well, Hey, they, they played a heck of a game and, you know, as they say, boy, you got to be ready to go every week. They're a good no team, no matter Ron. what league. Yeah, I guess so. They're really yeah. a good team. I think they can. Um,
2: I think they can be a top ten team. I really do. They're really a good football yeah. team. Yeah. Well,
1: they keep it rolling. So he's done a That's the job. the name there. of the game. Yep. Yeah. Sure, sure has. All right, Mike. It's been fun, and this has been another episode of Run It Again. And we're gonna, I guess, run it again next week. We're gonna run it every week, right? Sounds good, Ron. All right, man. See you next week. All right. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. And be sure to join us next Tuesday as we welcome in Hall of Fame wide receiver and Super Bowl champion, Isaac Bruce. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, folks, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little
0: so long everybody run it again with ron Pitts and coach mike martz is a Town and mcveigh media podcast production executive produced by roy hamilton producer ed maloney and technical engineer is kevin horton you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter by searching at run it again podcast